We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's move over to the defense, Ryan. Obviously, we're not going to have a scheme conversation about the defense because we just didn't see the defense running their base defense. We saw them doing a lot of blitz stuff. Yes. Not going to get into specifics. Ryan, I think if you were there and you saw it, I think you'd have liked what you saw. Okay, I think the timing of it was much better. I'm not going to get into specifics of what they were doing. I thought their timing from a blitz standpoint was much better. It, much better. They did a... they. They didn't do a great job disguising because I don't think that they were necessarily working on that right. those days. That's still something I want to see because you have to be like disguising blitzes is a two way street, Ryan. You have to disguise when you're blitzing and you have to disguise when you're not blitzing. And what I mean by that is you, you can say, Hey, we're just going to bring blitzes from depth. And, but every time we line up and come up and walk up, we're coming. Uh, and if you're not good at coming up like that and then smoke having guys smoke, then your your teams are gonna figure it out. And what I mean by that is you can have a scheme that that shows six guys are coming and then three of them drop. But if they're not good at dropping and good at really humping it back to get underneath certain routes or to get under, you know, to find, you know, hey, you're 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 here and you you're the Mike linebacker and you're walked up right over the in the A gap, but your job as a boundary guy is at the snap, you are flying up underneath and you're looking up that slant route. You're, you're hunting for that slant route coming at you, yep. right? Because they're going to throw that. And and you got to find that. If you're not good at that, then that guy's going to catch the slant and you're not going to be in position and he's going to make you miss. And all of a sudden, they've got a big play and they just smoked your blitz. So those are all things that I didn't get a chance to see a lot of this spring. They remain question marks for me. Uh, but, you know, when, when I when I look at it, Ryan, I, I scheme-wise, it's hard to tell from what we saw. And then in the yes. spring game, they were the only side of the ball that was told what they could and couldn't do. The offense was not. So it's really hard to evaluate scheme-wise. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We don't need to talk a lot about coaches because it's the same coaches. Yes. Uh, As far as like new coaches, I will say this. If I'm grading coaches for what we saw from them this spring, a coach that I have been very hard on in his time at Notre Dame that I feel a lot better about as a coach right now than I did a month and a half ago is Al Washington. Love it. Loved what I saw from Al Washington. And I loved what I heard from sources that are not Notre Dame people, but people that were at practices. Because Notre Dame people are going to tell you, yeah, he did a great job. But I trust more people that were there that don't know him. Yes. I I trust more parents who maybe had some issues in year one and where they are now. And you hear him evolving as a coach. This isn't just about him knowing the personnel better. I think Coach Washington had a rough year himself. I think he knows he didn't get the job done the way he thinks he's capable of. And for different reasons. I'm hearing about how he's interacting with players different. He is the the coaching is being received a lot more. And I think part of that is because some guys are gone, but also because I think he's demanding it more. Yeah. And, and I think some of the things that Al Golden decided to do with, Hey, we're going to have a different starting lineup every day. I think that was a wake. I think that move by Al Golden was great because that was a wake up call to everybody. None of you are guaranteed a starting job right now, except, right? None of you are guaranteed a starting job. So we're going to compete. And I think that raised like, Hey, you, you better make sure your attitude is right. Right now. You better make sure you're coachable right now. You better make sure you're showing up every day because this, these guys are not playing around. And here's the thing. When you do this, it's not so much that, Oh, he put so-and-so with the ones on the third practice of the spring. Whoop-de-doo. Why this matters, Ryan is one of the takeaways from the spring the front seven depth right now is outstanding. Do yes. I know if there's going to be any stars? I don't yet know if there's going to be any stars, but there's a lot of dudes that can play. And when you say, hey, you know, Riley or Howard, we're going to give Jason Onye some one reps today. And then Jason Onye goes in there and balls. Yeah. You're Howard Cross and Riley Mills like, okay, tomorrow when I'm back with the ones, I better bring it. Dude brought it. If you're J.D. Bertrand and Maris Lewifow and you're a starter, but today – Nolan Ziegler and Jalen Snead are getting a chance to be with the ones and they go ball. Okay. I better bring it because this dude got that chance with the ones and he just was eating our run game up. 
and that's something I've heard, is that those young guys, when they were working in with the ones, because they were doing a lot of that spring, because Marcus Freeman said it, but, you know, you say it, okay, did it really happen? We don't know. Was it just two, three? I was told this happened the entire spring. The entire spring they were mixing up the first-team defense. And when you hear about Drake Bowen getting a couple reps and making plays and Jay Nosbury, that's great. They're freshmen, but it's different when it's a dude that you've been battling with for the last year. And I know this kid's already kicking my butt in the weight room. Right. And now he's getting works with reps of the one and he's going out there balling. I got to bring it tomorrow. I think that decision by Al Golden coupled with what I have seen with my own eyes and what I've heard from sources that I trust about what the job Al Washington is doing this spring. I'm probably more excited about the defense from where I was going into the spring even than I am the offense going into the spring from a coaching standpoint. I already had high expectations from the offense, and they so far have met my expectations. I had major question marks about the defense. Now, I still have major questions about Al Golden schematically and some of those things, but as far as the way they're coaching this team and with Max Bulla coming in as more of an experienced coach, James Laronitis is a brilliant guy, yeah. but you can't just invent coaching experience. And Al Golden asked James Laronitis to do more than he should have, in my opinion. And eventually James got the hang of it, but it was too little too late. They brought in a guy this spring who's been coaching for three years under Nick Saban in Alabama. Right? I think that's helped a ton. And, of course, you know, the kids know the defense better now. All of that, Ryan, makes me feel a lot better about where the defense is now. On top of, they're just throwing waves at dudes. I mean, right now, Donovan Heinish is a third-team guy. Right now, uh, I'm looking at a guy like Tyson Ford, who's a third-string guy. I watch these kids go out in the spring game, and they're making mistakes because they're young. They're redshirt freshmen. But then I'm watching them like, they're making a bunch of plays, too. And you're like, these these are your third stringers? Like, I mean, so, you know, Tyson Ford, for example, have a play where he gets knocked five yards off the ball. But then the next play, he just destroys somebody. Yeah, you know, Donovan he flashed fly, in the game. Man. Oh yeah, the game. Donovan yeah. gets knocked off three, four yards off the ball because he's still two eighty something, and then the next play comes back and the same dudes try to double team him and he whips their freaking butts. Right, you're seeing that like they can throw, and those are your third stringers. And so, and, and I'm I don't mean third stringers as an insult. That's just literally where they are because you've got Onye, you've got Rubio, you've got Cross, and you've got Mills. And man, the depth they have up the middle, I feel so much better about the depth up the middle. Because we hoped that Jason Onye could break out. We didn't see it. We hoped Tyson Ford and Donovan Heinrich could grow and develop and be, be able to help out. We didn't see it. And so you see it now. I, I hope that Josh Burnham can be that guy. Well, then late in the spring, we start to see it. And you hope that Jordan Patojo can step in for Isaiah Foskey. And he doesn't look great in practices. Why? Because he's going against Joe Walt and Blake Fisher. Well, guess what? He wasn't going against them in the spring game, and and they couldn't block him. You know what I mean? (laughs) So um, I feel so much better about – and then, of course, Ziggler and Snead and and Jaden Osbury's – I was like, okay, Jaden, thank you for proving me. We need to work on your hands. I work on you catching the ball. Oh, man, it should be pick uh, six, baby. Pick six. Yes, he did. Uh, but then he comes back the next play, and he blo- – I mean, I'm just like, these kids are everything Close we thought the they were going to be. Yeah. Everything we thought they are going to be. Drake Bowen was everything we thought he was going to be. As a freshman, Jaden Osbury, athletically, and then Preston Zinter, who had the by far the roughest spring, in my opinion, of any of the front seven guys, because he just was, you know, struggling to pick up the D. He comes out in the spring game, 
and he made as many plays in the second half as anybody did. Sure did. And you're like, these are dudes, potential dudes. And so combine that with what I saw coaching-wise and some of the decisions Al Golden has made on how we're going to really create – how do you really create competition other than your words? Al Golden beautifully did that this spring, saying, no, 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 I'm, here's how I'm going to create competition. Today, J.D., you're with the twos. Nolan, show me what you got. Hey, Maris, today, you're with the twos. Nolan, Jalen, show me what you got. Hey, Kaiser, today, you're working with the twos. Jaden Osbury, get in there. Show me what you got. That's And then when those guys then step up and then, okay, <laughs> all right, I'm going to show you. And then they do. Now the veterans are like, okay, it's twofold for the veterans. Number one is I better bring it tomorrow. But number two is also a bit of a relief that maybe I don't have to have the same snaps burden I had last year, which will help keep me fresh in the fourth quarter. There's that as well. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm so much now, again, there's still, who's going to be the dude. I don't know yet. What's the scheme going to look like in the fall? I don't know yet, but from a personnel and a preparation standpoint, Ryan, to, to make this long rant come to a close, I feel so much better about where the front seven is personnel and coaching wise than I did two months ago when those were two huge question marks. Like we always thought the defensive line had talent, but could they get coached? Sure. Well, I think that question for me, and I know you can't speak on it, right? Cause you, you weren't there. I get that. I'm not asking yeah. you to, but for me, who is a big Al Washington critic, I feel so much better about it now than I did going into the spring. Way better. Because now you're seeing these kids getting coached and they know how yes. to play and they're and they're using their hands. And again, they're not they're a work in progress. But you know, you see Jason Onye come off and win the leverage battle against Billy Shroud and then lock out with that long arm and then just put him on skates. That's a that's not only a kid that's got talent, that's a kid that's learning how to play with the technique he's being coached to play with. Yep. Those are those are all great signs for me, Ryan. What was what was something that we were scared of going into the to, to the spring, Brian? And I don't use the word scared lightly here. We were I was very hesitant, and I know you were as well. There is talent in the front seven. You talked about a couple guys: Drake Bowen, Jaden Osbury, Preston Zinter, Nolan Z- Nolan Ziegler, Jason Onye. A lot of talent, Jordan Batelho, like throw, uh, Jordan, uh, not Jordan Batelho. Sorry, I meant to say Joshua Burnham. Throw all those guys in there. The question coming into the spring, though, is will those guys get an opportunity to show how good they are? Will they get a chance? Will they get that opportunity? That was answered this spring. It was, and again, will it look the same in the fall? Will people revert back to just that? Like that's a question, right? That's a question mark. But the fact that we heard so many guys stepping up, because, I mean, there was a lot of guys that were going into the spring, and it's just like, I think Jason O'Neill could be a guy eventually. I think he can. I think Drake Bowen's going to be really good down the line. But, you again, we're, we're tangibly haven't seen it yet. I mean, Jason O'Neill was the revelation of the spring, in my opinion. Like, he was the guy where you just, like, you had some expectation. But did it, if anybody sat here and said, like, people thought Jason Onye was going to be the big winner of spring, I think that you would be lying, honestly. Like, I right. don't think that you predicted that. Because I, I I certainly didn't hear anybody predict that. Having those guys step up, and not more importantly, Brian, all the guys that really stepped up this spring, they all look the part, too, which is just yeah. so much fun, man. It's like yeah, we're talking about different. a... It's like we're talking about a former walk-on who's just a try-hard kid that really stepped up into a role this year. We're talking about six five plus 
290-pound Jason Onye stepping up this spring. We're talking about 6'2", 230-plus pounds, Drake Bowen flashing a ton. We're talking about 6'3", 230 pounds, Nolan Ziegler stepping to the plate this spring. We're talking about guys that no matter where you drop them in college football on any team, you drop them in Alabama, you drop them in Georgia, drop them in Ohio State, at Notre Dame, at USC, wherever, they look the part. They look like they belong there. They look like they could play at any place in college football. That's what has me excited, man. We're starting to create – it feels like Notre Dame is starting to create depth on the de- on defense of the front seven of guys that look like future NFL players. Like they look that from the just body type perspective. I'm not saying all the guys are going to play in the NFL. What I'm saying is, is that a scout is going to walk through practice or did walk through practice this spring and was like – had his notebook out, right? And it's just like – Make a mental note of this kid for next year. Make a mental mm-hmm. note of this kid for two years down the line. Because that stuff happens, man. That stuff happens. I'm actually now looking you- forward to to, to your – because like right now, guys are focused on the draft. Sure. And you're not going to bother guys other than draft stuff. But I'm very look, much looking forward for you reaching out to your guys in the scouting world to find out that question. Who what did you guys yeah. see when you were at Notre Dame this spring? And who 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 stood out to you? Yeah. That's always a fun question. I, I want to say something too, Ryan. The fact that you're talking about the technique and how many guys popped. One of the things I've always said is if a player or two is struggling to do what the rest of the players are doing, that's most likely a player problem, right? The coaching is good. The problem that we saw last year, the D line was the, the, the issues were across the board. Well, it's the flip side argument is true as well, Ryan. When you're seeing a bunch of guys making jumps and playing with better technique, playing with more consistency, playing better football, you can't just sit here and say, well, those guys are just older now and they're better now. I'm not giving out Washington any credit. Like that, it's the that that would be like a really bad argument to make. The thing that the reason to to so people say, Well, how do you know it's coaching? It's because you're seeing it everywhere. Yeah, that's how I know it's coaching. I'm seeing Javante Jean Baptiste do things in practice right now. I never saw him do with his hands at Ohio State. That's that's coaching. I mean, did he go to some D line coach for the month in between the bowl game and his arrival at Notre Dame? Not even a month, and all of a sudden learn all that, and then he brought the note. No, you have to assume that he's getting that from his working with Al Washington. You seeing Joe's Jason Onya using his hands so much better. You see Tyson Ford start to show those flashes. Um, you and from what I saw also too, because I think I think having a, a GA on the lines on both sides is so important. A good GA is so important. Mike Elson used to give his GAs like Larry Black was one for example. Another GA he had is now like the defensive ends coach at Duke under Elko. Uh, Harry Heastan has some really good GAs over the years. Like a line coach needs a good GA. Uh, everyone, every single good – I don't care if it's Harry Heastan or or whoever. They've got a guy now, and I don't know who he is. I actually started following him on Twitter the other day. I've never heard of this guy before. I didn't even know he was hired. And I'm, I'm going to find his name now. Uh, just to, uh, It's Ashton Derico. Maybe it's Derico. He's their new D-line coach. And I noticed him in a couple of the recent practices, and I noticed him on the game on Saturday. That dude's constantly talking to kids constantly working with it. There was a play where where Tyson Ford made a really good play and he was kind of, I saw this on the TV copy. I didn't see this live, but on he's kind of jumping on Tyson a little bit. It's like, that's good coaching when yeah. a dude makes a play, but clearly he did something like to us. Oh, he made a sack. Like, well, that's great. But no, 
you lucked into that sack. I'm just hypothetical because this is what you'll do. Yeah, you lucked into that play because you beat that guy. You do that next time and the B-gap's exposed and they're not calling that play, you just gave up a 50-yard touchdown, Yeah. right? You still need to do what you need to do. And and so it looks very, 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 very small glimpses that the D-line coach is having, the D-line GA is having an impact as well. That's not to take anything away from Al Washington because a D-line GA can't coach if he's not being allowed to coach by the full-time guy. That happens more than you'd expect. That's also the sign of a of, of a good coaching job. Hey, I can't coach all 18 of these kids at once. I need you to help me out. And I got to trust you to go do the job. So just overall coaching on the defensive line position, Ryan, the fundamentals were so much better than they were a year ago with a much more experienced group of players. Yep. That that that's a great sign. I'm harping on that because that was probably my second biggest question mark on the defense behind is Al Golden going to change the defense at all? We don't have an answer to that other question. That's my big concern is, is we don't know how the defense is going to change because of just the nature of what we saw this spring. We weren't allowed to see it, but I got to tell you, man, I, I was very pleased with what I saw from there. The other question I have too, Ryan, the remaining questions that we have, or the, yep. I mean, we talked about what we like, right? The talent, the depth in the front seven, the speed in the front seven. I was saying the cornerback depth chart. I thought Jaden Mickey had a great spring. Uh, I think Chance Tucker really progressed this spring. Ryan Barnes brings some potential as like a nickel guy that can tackle and hit. He's still got to be more consistent. Like he'll look great. This is what we've always heard about him. He'll look great for four or five snaps and then just two snaps. You're just like, dude, what are you doing? Still yeah. saw too much of that. We didn't see Thomas Gordon or Thomas Harper, and we didn't see Cam Hart. So the fact that I came away from this spring encouraged by the play, the quarterbacks corners, not named Benjamin Morrison is a great sign when you consider you're getting Thomas Harper and Cam Hart back as your nickel and your, your field corner. Great sign. And, Save your and, lots. And Christian Gray should be back too. That's right. And he looked yeah. really good before the injury. Yep. And, you know, Xavier Watts looks like that dude. But the biggest concern I have on defense, tackling is still an issue. The red zone defense is still a problem. They allowed the offense to get into the red zone four times on Saturday. They scored touchdowns on three of them and scored on all four of them. It's like, oh, that's exactly what you did during the year. Right? Yes. Like, Okay, spring game, you didn't have your whole defense. You're not allowed to blitz. Okay, all right, I'm not going to overreact to it. But you, know, I, you haven't answered that question yet. I need to see you answer that question. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. But the only the big concern for me right now, the biggest concern for me, and, and probably my biggest concern on the entire team right now, other than place kicking, is I'm very concerned, nervous about the safety position right now. 
We didn't I see Ramon make that. Man. Yeah, like, Ramon yeah. didn't make that jump. I hoped he would make. Doesn't mean he won't by the fall. Uh, DJ Brown is. I mean, you saw it right. He's a sixty. He's a fifth, six-year senior. He's not changing. He is who he yes. is. Yep. Smart kid. You know, he'll be in the right position, but he just is not the athlete you need to really be an impact guy. And after that, right now, your next safety is Marty Hour, who's a really nice, really nice walk-on. But yeah. that's not the guy you're going to beat Bama with and Georgia with and Ohio State with and Clemson with as a rotation safety, in my opinion. Great special teams weapon. If that guy's not running down on kickoffs and punts this year, something's wrong, right? Like, that guy can help you. But in all honesty, he is a one-trick pony. He is flying downhill, and he is going to wreck he's, you. He's an alley runner. He's he an alley will runner. wreck <laughs> you in the alley, right? I love that kid. But that's not what the big need that you and I thought we had, that they had. They need a guy that can come in and play with range and cover. Marty Auer makes me feel a lot better about the, the talent at safety from a number standpoint. He can help you if your alley guy goes down. Yeah. But they're still lacking that next guy that can play with the range and the playmaking ability that they still lack at that position. And they're going to have to go to the portal for that. Because, like, with Clarence Lewis, that's the one I've been harping on all spring. My frustration with Clarence is, how are you still not tackling right now? Right. Like, how are you taking a step back technically as a tackler? You know what I mean? It's like you had a chance to go out there and prove something. You're getting passed up by other corners, cuz. You need to get out there and get going. You need to tap. So uh, did he earn – did did Clarence do anything this spring to me to to earn a chance to be a safety or, or play? I can't answer that because I saw three of the 15 opportunities. That's it. Yep. All I will say is he didn't do anything in two of the three sessions we saw to make me feel like he forced himself into – forced the coaches to have a conversation about finding a way to get him on the field more. That was a little bit disappointing for me. So safety yeah. right now remains – by far my biggest question mark. And honestly, Ryan, I have to scour the portal a little bit more. I don't see a lot of answers. Not right now. I don't. Not right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe Cameron Kelly, but he's a, he's a, he's a nice player. He was a all ACC guy recently. The kid from Carolina that went to Virginia, yep. he's not back in the portal. Don Chapman, I don't think is really, I mean, look, every time all these North Carolina, I'm like, they just had one of the worst. They had the terrible pass <laughs> defense last few years. So I don't know if like somebody's like Storm Duck and they're all in the portal. Storm Duck's a corner though. Somebody's yeah, but I'm talking about all the Carolina guys that are in the portal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And every so all they're they're covered. I'm like, they had a terrible pass defense the last two years. Wasn't Tony I think Tony Grimes is in the portal now too? Yeah, right? he went to AM. Oh, they go to AM. Yeah. So I mean that's a little concerning. Like the kid from RJ Moten from Michigan, he's an alley guy that had a worse tackling percentage rate last year than DJ Brown did. He's not an answer. He's not a guy that can cover. He's an alley guy. He's a, you know, I felt Michigan last year, Ryan, used him a lot more on level two than he did level, level three. I think you and I talked about this, right? Didn't we talk about this yesterday? Yeah, you mentioned I, it. He's yep. not an answer for me of what they're, because again, it's not, they don't just need a safety just to have a body. They need a guy that brings a Impacts. specific skill set that they don't have a lot of in right now. They have plenty of guys can run the alley. They don't have guys that have proven to me they can play over top, and they don't have a lot of guys to me that have proven that they can cover. And that's a bit of a concern. So, and I think it's a big concern because you don't know where the or the yeah you don't know where the answers are coming from right now. <laughs> like that's that's the it's the unknown factor. I mean, at one point, Brian, you're like you know Peyton Bowen could be that guy as a true freshman. Obviously, we know what happened with that. And then you're like, okay, well maybe 
Brandon Hillman could give you something as a true freshman that we know what happened with that. And then you're in a situation too, where a Don Schuler and Ben Minich missed part of spring with injuries. I mean, I'm sure they'll be back and they'll be good to go, but again, it's the impact level talents that we're talking about guys that can come in and allow those alley runners to be better football players because they don't have to be pressed into things that they're not good at as much. Right. It's like, we're basically counting on Xavier Watts to be Superman and for to keep everything together with tape. <laughs> Otherwise, like, and if Xavier Watts is not Superman, then you're in a lot of trouble, man. Like, you're in a lot of trouble. And that, I mean, you're in trouble just in a vacuum because of the depth issue that you have, but need to find it somehow, man. And it, yeah. it's, and we're not even talking about 2024 recruiting right now because we're talking about impact for 2023 right now. Like, I'm talking about. Who can help this team in 2023 make that impact on the back ends? And there's just not a lot of answers. Because like you said, Ramon Henderson hasn't really taken a step forward. DJ Brown is that is just he's he's DJ Brown. Like he not that Ramon DJ Brown is, is bad. He just is the same dude he's always been. He'll have some good moments. He won't kill you. He won't he won't hurt you too bad, but he's just not making the plays you hope they can make. Yeah. And that's I mean, really I'm sitting here and I know Keith Weekend just said in the chat, Brian, but I'm just like Man, we need Luke Talich here. But even Luke, it's just like, he looks not going to play as a true freshman, right, right, in that role. Like, it's just not what, right. you, you know what I mean? I mean, it'll help with the depth in practice. There's no doubt right. at all. But it's not, yeah. and, he's not going to start day one. They'll have like, Ben Minich in the fall, you know, healthy. They'll have a Don Schuler healthy in the fall. And all that stuff is good. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, uh, it, it's a question mark. It's it's without question a big question mark so tackling red zone safety and then another question that we have right it's not a negative question it's just a we don't know yet is how the linebacker rotation is going to shake out like we 100%. how much are they you you brought this up to me before ryan before so i'll let you kind of get into like yeah. what what we're still what we still need to find out about that position yeah i mean because we we mentioned a million names i mean there's the incumbents coming back right you have jd bertrand and mike linebacker Maris Loifel, who was a starter at Will last year, and then Jack Kaiser, who was having a good spring at, at the rover position. But the guys that we're getting so excited over, right, the guys that look like next-level type of athletes, talking about the Nolan Zieglers of the world, you're talking about the Jaden Sneeds of the world, you're talking about the Drake Bowens, the Preston Zinters, like that that type of player, They all, most of them took a step forward, and there's a lot of excitement. Like, I know you're super excited about Nolan Ziegler, for instance, right? You're super excited about him. I'm, I'm excited about I'm excited, him. I'm excited about, about all those young kids. Yes. I mean, yes. and I wasn't excited about Preston Zinner until the Blue Gold game. <laughs> right. Just because, like, again, he didn't look like he was mentally ready to grasp the defense and, and show off his athleticism. Yes. And we talked about, like, that one play that popped. But then I watched the Blue Gold game. I'm like, Preston Zinter is going to mess around and be ready to play next year, too. Right, yep. he's going to mess around and make them not be allowed to play him because he they got to get him on special teams. He's going to mess around and do that, and I say that jokingly because that's always a good problem to have. Yes. Hey, I wanted to redshirt this kid, but he's just too good to not redshirt. Right? That's a good, and that's your third safety from that class or third linebacker from that class. Yeah, it it's exciting. Uh, all it those, I mean, I'm excited about Nolan Ziegler. I'm excited about all those dudes, Ryan. I mean, they're all and, ballers, right? And, now. and this is also this is kind of off of my feelings going into the spring, Brian, because I already talked about this. It was like I was very pessimistic that we were not going to see them get a big opportunity to showcase their skills. Well, now we got a taste of it, right? We saw it. We saw it with our own eyes that some of these linebackers, they can play, man, and they can move and they look different. Now my next question is, yes, okay, cool. We saw it more this spring, and that's a great step. But when we get to the fall, 
is Al Golden and the staff going to allow those guys to get an opportunity, right? Like, I'm just curious about that. Or is it just going to be JD's the incumbent, Marist is a known commodity, sort of. Jack Kaiser is a guy that we've known for a couple years. Are we just going to rest on resumes and some of the young guys will just have to wait and not play a ton? Or are, they, are you legitimately going to give Nolan Ziegler, Jalen Sneed, those guys an opportunity to play a high volume of snaps in 2023? That's my question. And again, that's a little bit of pessimism that was built on before the spring that went away a little bit because we heard more and more of those guys' names. But until I see it in a live game, I just saw a whole year of Maris Loifel not being very good, and yet he still gets put on the fields every single game in a high volume of snaps. So need to see it, man. I'm excited about the future of the linebackers, but I just have some questions of if I'm going to see a high volume of some of these young guys all the time. Yeah, hope we do. I hope we do. We'll see. Ryan, I I feel we kind of covered all that. You feel anything else you want to add about kind of what you saw, obviously, from your perspectives? You're now in my shoes from last year. Yeah. Right. Where you're having to rely on what other people are telling you and and, uh, what you see in the spring game. But um, yeah, I uh, anything else you kind of saw? Anything else? Any takeaways on either side of the ball that you that you want to get into? I, I just felt like last this year, more than last year, I felt like we heard names that were the toolsy upside guys that we did that we were waiting for to break out, but they just didn't happen as much last year. This year, I feel like we're hearing more of those names, Brian, in my opinion. Like, you're hearing about Onye, you're hearing about Nolan Ziegler, you're hearing about Jabron Payne. The only question I have now is that, can those guys build on it this offseason, and will they have the opportunity to build on it when we get to the fall? Like, that's my only question at this point, because it was very optimistic for me to sit back and say, man, I'm hearing a lot of young guys' names this spring, man. I feel like a lot more than I was hearing last year. Will they tangibly get an opportunity to play and play it, you know, a significant role? That's my question mark. But again, that'll be answered soon enough. And I'm just really excited about the future of Notre Dame football. Cause man, they, some of these young guys, man, were balling out this spring. And yeah. I saw it with my own eyes on Saturday. I mean, how could you not watch Jay Nosbury in that football game and not get super excited about what Jay Nosbury could do at Notre Dame. But the question is, Will he get a chance to do it in 2023? I don't know the answer to that right now. Yeah, it's exciting to see. So that's going to do it for this portion of the show. We're going to have a mailbag coming up next. We have some pretty good questions so far and some other things we're going to address about this Tyler Buckner situation and some different things have come up during the show. So get your super get your super chats in now if you if you want to give them to us. Get your other questions in now if, if you want to a- us answer those too. But before we do that, folks, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. Not enough of you have signed up, have subscribed to the CFP Nation podcast app. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can also just go to the, you can type in CFP Nation Blue Wire and you can find it there as well because we are going to start transitioning more and more of the Lucky Lefty and the CFP All America shows and some of the other things we're going to do on there also. And you also subscribe to the CFP Nation YouTube channel because Ryan and I, are we definitely doing this Thursday night, Ryan? So Thursday night, Ryan and I are going to have a live draft show. So we're gonna go a lot. What time does it start, Ryan? What time's the draft? The draft starts it's eight o'clock. I think it's eight. So o'clock. we'll we'll probably go live around seven thirty. Just kind of do a preview. Just kind of get Ryan some the latest of what Ryan is is talking about. So whenever the draft starts, we'll start about thirty minutes early. We will kind of cover the draft on it. It'll be on the CFP Nation channel. That's the thing. So you're gonna need to subscribe to the the CFP Nation YouTube channel. Eight and o'clock we'll just, Eastern. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock so we'll, Eastern. So we'll yep. start about about seven thirty ish, and we'll just kind of preview the draft, and you know, just kind of make some of our final predictions. And then as teams make the draft picks, Ryan and I'll talk about it. You know, we'll 
We'll talk about what we know. I'll talk about the player. I'll, I'll only really talk about the player. Ryan will talk about the player and the fit because, you know, this is kind of part one of his areas of expertise. So we'll have a lot of fun for that, Ryan. And uh, so we'll do that Thursday night live. We'll go live. And we're only going to do round one. We're not doing round two and three on Friday night. We're just going to do the round one stuff. And we'll do that on, on Thursday night. So that'll be a lot of fun. So you're going to definitely want to join Ryan and I on the CFB Nation channel. As we uh, as we do uh, as we do a sort of a live coverage of the NFL draft, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's why you need to subscribe, Ryan, to CFB Nation on the podcast platforms and on YouTube.